Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflakes. How what are you, What a fantastic Steve? time. It's brilliant, isn't it? Sarah Sands. <laughs> yes, sir. She's resigned from the Today yes. programme. No more Sarah Sands. Katie Hopkins has had a Twitter account suspended. No has more, she? No more Katie Hopkins. Uh. What a fantastic weekend it's going to be ahead. Well, yes, and it's the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Are you coming? watching it? I'm watching it. Are you coming in on Monday? I'm coming in a little bit late on oh, Monday. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Super Bowl, big deal. Super Bowl weekend is a big deal in my household. And in my household too. Um, Super Bowl Monday is traditionally a day when I stay in bed. A day of rest. Yeah, and I shall be doing that this week. Oh, yeah. well done. Uh, Very good. We, we, we're both uh, back in the Chiefs, aren't we? Will you be working working from bed like John and Yoko? No, I won't. I shall be taking the day off. You're having a day off? I am. So no, no porridge on Monday. Um, we will be That's doing bad the news, Porrit fans. It is. We will be doing the news firstly because I know a lot of you be. listeners come here for your news. Yeah. This uh, well, rather today program. It's not all good news, is it? <laughs> well, no, it's no. not all Sarah Sands, Katie Hopkins, it's and the not, Super Bowl. Is it's it? not. I'll tell you my Sarah Sands story in a minute, um, and then we will be crowning a Brexit of the week, as yes. always, dear listener. Um, there is an elephant in the room, now, isn't there? There is. I wondered. I didn't want to mention it. Well, we, um, but shall we see if we can get through the podcast without mentioning it? <laughs> uh, yes, there is an elephant in the room. Do, do, do building services know that you've brought this animal? <laughs> I know. It's made a right mess of our carpet. Do you know what? I, I told a young person. Yes. Um, that in my youth, I, I did a bit, little bit of travelling, and I went to Thailand. Oh yes. It wasn't a gap yar. No. My gap yar was spent on a till. At Sainsbury's, but I did yes. I did manage to save enough money to spend a holiday in Thailand. In Thailand, <clears throat> which was great fun, and I rode an elephant in the jungle, and Good. I I told this story to horrified faces. Well, it's horrified, and I said, "What? What? What? So you can't ride elephants?" It's furious. And it's, I was like, cruel, well, isn't but, it? But yeah. how? An ele- like I don't. If for anyone who hasn't has never seen a picture of me, I. Um, I weighed myself on Boxing Day, and I weighed uh, eleven stone. Yes, I soaking wet. Subsequently, lost six pounds without even trying. Have you? Um, and so, yeah, ba- about ten and a half stone is sort of my average weight. Okay. And uh, so, me getting on the back of an elephant. I mean, you know, the elephant didn't even notice. So I don't know why it's cruel. I mean, is it because they're kept? 
in sanctuaries and stuff. Well, I think it's the I think it's the <coughs> the use of an elephant for, for our entertainment sport rather than the actual act of riding the elephant. Well, these elephants. Can I just it's say not like, it's not like when fat people used to ride um, <laughs> Blacky the donkey in that uh, <laughs> that cruel. <laughs> that cruel village uh, fate thing that was exposed what? by the sun all those yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. What? What? And they, 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 they used to they get bought the, the donkey, didn't they? And then there was another one for sale. There was. Yeah, they used to. The fattest man in the village used to ride on a ride a, a, a child it was in donkey. Spain didn't somewhere, it, basically, wasn't it? that yeah, was the yeah. tradition, it, and it, it didn't end well for the donkey. No. Uh, well, I, 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 these these elephants were part of a. They were rescued elephants after they stopped logging in Thailand. They found those elephants just tied up in the jungle because obviously the owners had no means to keep them. Yeah. So they rescued them and took them to this sanctuary. So they'd been around humans their entire lives. The worry was that they wouldn't survive in the wild. So, you know, I feel a little bit better about it. Yeah, but yeah. For, for wokeness, I can confirm I will not be riding any more elephants, including the, the one, one in, the room. in this room. So we've gone probably gone about five minutes without mentioning it. Uh, three minutes and 42 seconds. Okay, that's pretty good going. Uh, Shall so we what, go on? What, what <laughs> we could try. Well, what are you do. I when I was away last week, yes. talking about... Well, pod- you weren't. You were on Brexit of the Week. Well, I was on Brexit of the Week. the magic of the media. It, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I rushed in, didn't I? And then I rushed out to a... Yes, a, you did. I was listening to people talking about podcasts. Yeah. Apparently they're going to catch on. Yes. It's weird, isn't it? This is the year of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We've they been said, doing this yeah. for three years now. They said there's quite a lot, Somebody said there's <clears> quite a lot of good political podcasts out there if you're into politics. Some of them can be... Uh, just uh, a bit rambly, though, and I thought... <laughs> well, oh, which ones would I they know, yeah. Can I just remind you, of course, yeah, that the New know. European podcast of which you are listening to... The award-nominated. ...is um, a uh, award-nominated for an international publisher's podcast award, which... I told my children proudly this, yes. and they said, well, how many people have been nominated in your category, which is News and Current Affairs, Daddy? And I said, six. And they said... Wow, so your podcast is one of the six best in the world. It is. And that is the true. That is, yeah. That is true, isn't it? And you can tell by us banging and the production values are huge. Um, uh, So anyway, here's the news. So the news? Yeah. What is today? What day is it? Well, today is the... uh, We're recording this on on the Thursday, aren't we? Which is Thursday, January the 30th. Yeah. Um, And uh, tomorrow... Is Friday, Black Friday, January the thirty first. And do you know what? Do you know what is important about January the thirty first? Um, it is my friend uh, John. Shout out to John. It is his fortieth birthday. Happy birthday, John. He is a keen listener to the oh, podcast. Okay. Happy birthday, John. Yeah. So that's why it's important. I think. Well, I've got one for you as well. Okay. And this is this is a hundred percent true. Yeah. This is yeah, well, true. John's birthdays as well. This is true facts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is National Backwards Day. <laughs> is it really in America? <laughs> it is national. So what, how do people celebrate? It is that? National Backwards Day. Do this, they call it the SU? This exactly, yeah, the A, the AS of you, um, the they, AS of you, yeah, the ass of you, the ass of you, <laughs> cheeky, um, yeah, double the, cheeky. Uh, <laughs> uh, they it started as a fun literacy thing for school children. It is now. Uh, what? Why is that? Because they because for for sort of school young school children in America they'd have a day where people wrote things backwards on the blackboard and then they'd have running backwards races and stuff like this and it was a so it, so it was a it was a, a planned sort of school event but this right, is right. this has now 
as these things do in America, where there is a, a sort of national day of something every day, isn't there? Yeah, so can um, you buy National Backwards Day greetings cards? Well, I don't know whether you can buy National Backwards Day <coughs> greeting cards, the cards, but there's all of the sort of big brands are involved in this on Twitter. Are they? Uh, Star Wars get involved, as you would imagine, with Yoda. Um, there are, if you look on YouTube, there are quite a lot of videos of... Uh, morning show hosts hilariously dressing back to front. Usually, the guys who read the weather because they're like, always the wacky oh, ones. The wacky aren't ones. They? But this was this started by the band Crisscross. Well, it, there's so there's pictures of Crisscross. They yeah, were yeah, yeah, yeah. They? I went on holiday right when I was a ki- when I was a kid. I went on holiday yeah, with Crisscross. No, and and I'd never heard of Crisscross. And when I came back to school two weeks later, back in the days where you could take two weeks off to go on holiday, you know, from school. Everyone was like wearing their jackets back to front and stuff, and I was like, "What?" I, and they were like, "Yeah, it's crisscross." It's crisscross. Never heard of crisscross, so they, they passed me by for some. I time. thought it was a just a, a, a bit of a change of pace from Christopher Cross, who did um, Arthur's song, the theme from the <laughs> Dudley Moore version of Arthur. Oh, what's he done that for? Yeah, well, maybe um, he was the, the lyrical genius behind. Uh, we're going to make you jump, jump. That was crisscross. Daddy Michael make you jump, jump. Was that it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, fun, fun was to be had. It was fun. Had. Yes. Um, so it's backward day. What else? National backward day. Well, on? there is one other thing, isn't there? Just one. Well, there's more than one. Oh. Uh, it's the end of Deadwater Fell on Channel Four. I haven't watched Fourth that. Fourth of four episodes. We did basically the TV episode last week. We should probably... Very good. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, I'm watching David Ozark. Ten- David Tennant is in it. Oh, yes, I've heard of uh, it. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. It's, um, it's about... It appears to be about coercive control. Right. Um, something that you're well-versed in. Well, I think something as Rebainers we're all well-versed in. <laughs> uh, or 52, 52% uh, are well-versed in. Um... I was just looking at TV listings for 11 o'clock. I don't know why that I was drawn to that. No, I don't know. It's quite uh, late. I, I, I mean, I'll still be at Jack off the Beanstalk. Uh, yes, you will be, yes. Uh, We're all very excited about that. The Home Channel. I've right. never watched the Home Channel. <laughs> they have got a place in the sun on, oh. which is about Britons who buy homes <laughs> in Europe. It is. Something that I can only imagine will boom. It's this this episode is Helen Broomhead from Cheshire who wants a property in the Sancter region of Italy. Oh. She's got a budget of hundred thousand pounds. Good luck with that. Yeah. How Good much she got a budget? What hundred thousand pounds? Hundred thousand pounds. I don't know what that buys you in Good Italy. Good luck with that. Good luck with getting your pension over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Sky Crime has got on at eleven p.m. on Friday night. Has got on Britain's most evil killers. Really? That's another thing that we do best in the world. Kill people? Yeah. We've got the best killers in the world. Have we, though? It's a spin-off from the world's most evil killers. Is it? Yeah. I, I think all, they're, they're all France killers France and Italy evil, got though. their own versions? No. Only Britain. Britain, <laughs> mate. I'm oh, proud. All right, yeah, British and proud. Are you proud to be British? And I am very proud to be British, actually. Not on... I won't be, I won't be proud to be British at 11pm... Uh, on Friday night. It's weird though to see. It. I, I, I mean, I, because I'll be watching the. Well, I won't be watching the last leg. I've, yeah. Um, because Jeff Northcott is on that. Jeff Northcott, who's a Brexity comedian, isn't he? Yeah, that's in, right. Just yeah, in yeah. case you want another reason not to watch the last leg. Yeah. I, of I, which there are several. Britain is an economic union. Yes. I, I, it doesn't have. It, it doesn't even have a patron saint. No. Um, it should be the patron saint of Britain. 
Oh, Nigel Farage. <laughs> <laughs> the patron saint of Britain. I would say probably Norman Wisdom. That would be good. I, um, He's the patron saint of Albania, isn't he, of course? He is. Because they I love him in Albania. I, I interviewed Norman Wisdom. Did you? He was absolutely brilliant. Well, he, I mean, he was he was very elderly and very yes. ill actually at the time, but he was fantastic. And he posed. He did his little did he little point? Yeah, he was fantastic. He was brilliant. Very good. Uh, oh, Sarah Sands. Sarah Sands, we mentioned. Yeah, she's not going to be the editor of the Today program anymore. No, a lot so that's of, good. I mean, I I don't buy this BBC's uh, biased towards Leave. I think it's nonsense. And uh, Leavers will tell you they're biased towards. The, you know the other way they are all remaining. Yes, I, I just uh, I just uh, yes, I, I, I just can't stick it at all. I think the BBC Newswise are an excellent and impartial organisation. You can disagree with me if you like, listener, but that is my stance. But Sarah Sands was my editor. Yes, and um, and she is quite um, well. She's tiny. She's tiny, about four foot yeah. seven. She's tiny. Yes, and I was once I was outside. Uh, for anyone who's familiar with the offices of the Evening Standard and Daily Mail, mm. they are um, on off High Street, Kensington, and Derry Street is where the entrance of the Evening Standard is. And I was stood outside uh, on, on Derry Street having a <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> that was me smoking. That's amazing. <sighs> ah, <laughs> can you do cigar? Is that is that our Hamlet? <laughs> <laughs> those adverts were great, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast and you are British American tobacco, I'm afraid you can't no. legally. I won't. It's a shame. Um, and and it's not a shame. and I watched her trying to get on a Boris bike, and oh, yeah. she could she couldn't get on it because well, all, ironic, all the seats had been left too high. <laughs> that's ironic, given her good work on behalf of Boris Johnson as. as uh, and we used to call her Hairy Hands. Hairy Hands, but she didn't She hasn't hairy got hands. Hairy Hands. It was just our little funny, hilarious yeah. nickname that rhymed with but Sarah Sands. But bizarrely, Richard Keyes, his nickname is Sarah Sands, so... Yes. <laughs> I can wait. Don't worry. It's good. I don't have to wait. In an Olympic... He looks like the bloke from Carry On Screaming, doesn't he, the old... Yeah. In an Olympic Games planning meeting oh. uh, that Sarah Sands was in... She uh, was convinced that the javelin was going to take place at King's Cross Station, King's Cross St Pancras, oh, and, and not in the Olympic Stadium. Yes. And she wanted us to do a story on why. Yes. Because she'd seen a sign for javelin. Because <laughs> javelin the, the, the javelin, the fast trains yes. from King's Cross to the Olympic yes. Park were called the javelin yes. trains. But uh, but she was um, a per- she was a- she wasn't actually away. She, she was the deputy editor when I was there, and she oh, okay. was always very pleasant. So I've got not a bad word to say about Good. Sarah Sands. Well, although I hate that bloody puzzle. Which bloody puzzle? On the Today programme. Oh, God, yes. Awful. Yes, yes. Dump that right away. Yes. I'm with Humphreys that on that gone, one. That could have gone with Humphreys. So anyway, we're leaving the uh, EU. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's it. 13 minutes and 42 seconds. Fantastic. I ignored that elephant for. I'll just explain what this elephant looks like. It's uh, painted in head-to-toe with a Union Jack. It has a pint of best. Yes. It's um, wearing um, <laughs> It's wearing a hanky. <laughs> Knotted on its head. Knotted hanky, and it's gone to the beach on its in head. its suit, <laughs> and it's rolled up its legs, it and it is paddling in, in um, the surf. It has, yeah, yeah. String vest, suit trousers, hanky on its head. Yeah, and what's it? What's that that it seems to be inhaling in its trunk? <laughs> is it an old meat pie? <laughs> I think it might be. With all, I had a pie for my lunch. All um, me too. It was Did delicious. You? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems to be quite gristle-based. 
uh, which is, you know... The, the, the pie you had for your lunch? No, the uh, the pie that that elephant is eating. That seems to be... Is it humble pie? I think it might be, yeah. <laughs> but it might be a nice old 70s pie. Has that elephant got rickets as well? It's <laughs> looking it a bit peaky. <laughs> um, why, is it, why is it gesturing in that racist manner? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, of course, uh, we, we are leaving. We, the EU we are leaving the at eleven pm on Friday the thirty Which has always tickled me. It. We might have left it. We, it's always tickled me. That it's at eleven pm that we, we we will not abide by your rules anymore, EU. Yes. Well, you'll have to leave at eleven pm because, of course, you know you're an hour ahead of us. Yes, fine. Yes, all right, that's fine. <laughs> you can't have the limbo. It would be great if there was a limbo hour. <coughs> oh yeah, where. What, a bit like the purge, yeah, exactly. Where we're yeah. not governed by UK rules or EU rules. There are rules. no rules. Oh wow! There are simply no rules. The purge hour. What would you do then? What would I do? I don't know. I'm quite tired by eleven o'clock now. Well, I know, but if you had an hour where you couldn't, you wouldn't get arrested. What would you? What would you do? What would I? I'd probably, I'd probably deface a. a, a <laughs> I don't know. An elephant. An elephant. Yeah. Probably, I think I, what I would do is I would. Re- remove all my clothes. Oh, not again. <laughs> no law has stopped me doing this in the past. Yes. And I would walk down to my local pub yes. and I would order a pint of baby sham. <laughs> I'll have a baby sham. Like that. And expect the rest of the pub to go, I'll have a baby sham. That'd be brilliant. Have... We once went on an away day, me and some pals, and there was this joker in the pack, nice guy. And uh, he went, right, my round, my round. We're in this pub full of football supporters. You oh, know. yeah. And uh, he goes, right, what do you want with a pint? What do you want with your pint? Oh, the pint, yeah, pint. Every, ooh, ooh, blah, 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 pint, pint, pint. He gets to the bar, he always, then he turns around and he goes, Porry, what was it you wanted? Baby sham? <laughs> really loud in the pub. I was like, What a joke. But I did want a baby sham, so. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, I've been researching some other things that have happened on January the 31st Excellent. in history. Yes, good. Are history. You, are you Welcome ready to the for history this? podcast, I am. Um, they, some of these might remind you of Brexit in some way. Yeah. Uh, January the 31st, 2011. Mm. I think we've, we'll put this in sort of misplaced faith in uh, that English things are better than um, European things. January the 31st, 2011 was the day when uh, Liverpool sold Fernando Torres, who'd scored 62 goals in 105 games for them and was rather good. He was. And they bought. Andy Carroll. But he was good for Liverpool and then he went to Chelsea and he couldn't yes, get a barn right. door, could he? So. They, bought, they, they paid 36 million quid for, for Andy Carroll. Um, wow. And uh, who scored six goals in 44 games, uh, was injured a lot and um, then was sold for a loss of 21 million quid. I was in a, a Daily Mail conference once and John Stiefel, who was taking the conference that day, said, is this guy Andy Carroll any good then? And the sports uh, editor went... Yeah, I think he's the new, uh, the new. Um, what was he called? Hartley. What was he called? Do you remember the guy who went to play for Rangers? Oh, Stephen. No, not what Stephen. was his name? I don't know. Oh, well, that's a rubbish story. J.R. Hartley. J.R. Hartley. He's the new J.R. Hartley. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, January the thirty-first. Yeah. Nineteen thirty-three. Yeah. It's the day after Hitler became Chancellor. Right. And the New York Times. Uh, uh, this was front page news in the New York Times. Okay. This this falls under the category of like Brexit. It's, it's not going to be as bad as people say it is. So Hitler becomes Chancellor uh, of <coughs> Germany. Uh, the New York Times front page headline 
was Hitler made Chancellor of Germany, but coalition cabinet limits his power. Centrists hold the balance. And inside the, the front page, sorry, the, not inside, the front page story ended. The composition of the cabinet leaves Herr Hitler no scope whatsoever for gratification of his ambitions to become a dictator. Mm. Didn't turn out that well, that one, did it? Mm. Uh, History did not look kind on that particular piece of journalism. Uh, it is the January the 31st, 1606. Do you know what happened on that day? Uh, what happened no. in 1606? Come on. Uh, 1606. He's done history. It was 60 years before the Great Fire of London. Oh, it's 60, oh, 1605, isn't it? Sorry, of course. 1605, the gunpowder oh, plot. Oh, well, I mean, I would have got it. I, of course you would. Sorry, yeah. that's my fault. 1606 yeah. is the first um, recorded incident of what we now call the soft Brexit. Because <laughs> as they were leading Guy Fawkes up to be hung, drawn and quartered, he escaped from the executioner, jumped off the massive platform, <laughs> plummeted to his death, breaking his neck. Yeah. Um, but avoided, obviously, having his entrails plucked out while he was still alive. Yeah, which so, is... you know, yeah. it's like Norway plus, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yes. I think. Uh, and one last one. This is my, this is, this is my, my personal favourite, mm-hmm. and it's an example, like Brexit, of um, when, you know, out, uh, grandiose schemes and plans go wrong, um, and happily, in this case, although although there were quite a few fatalities in this uh, in this raid <laughs> as well. Right. Uh, so a, a, a German Zeppelin captain called Max Dietrich, who was piloting an L twenty one Zeppelin on January the thirty first, nineteen sixteen, yeah, got back to his base. He went. They went. How did it go, Max? He went fantastic. I, I've destroyed Liverpool, and they went. What are you sure? And he went, yeah. He said it's incredible. There's no, you know, we met, we met with no resistance, yeah. and I've just dropped all the bombs on Liverpool, and then they worked out that instead of uh, he thought that he had flown over Manchester, yeah, he'd actually flown over Derby, right? Then he thought he'd gone out into the Irish Sea, yeah, and ready to turn round. But yeah. actually, he had gone over North Shropshire, right. where there wasn't very much there. <laughs> And then he spotted Birkenhead, yeah. the gateway to Liverpool. Yeah. Actually, it was Tipton right. in the black country. Yeah. So when he destroyed Liverpool, even then famed for its shipping industry yeah. and yeah. munitions factories Absolutely. and all of this kind of stuff, <clears throat> uh, what he'd actually taken out was a, a, a couple of factories in the East Midlands market town of Wednesbury. Right. Right, well, that's a good, that is a good story. That, so that is good. There's a book in that. So all of these things happened on January the 31st. Right. Um, also, sadly, four years ago, a great father of European collaboration died. Terry Wogan died mm. on January the thirty-first. Is that right? Uh, yes, he did. He oh. did. You know, Tiggs. And, and there was the old tell. That's what he said. Did he call his listeners Tiggs? He, uh, uh, well, t- uh, Togs. Togs. Terry's old girls. Is that what it was? I don't know. I, I wasn't a great. T- a tog, not a tig. A tig is t- something Chukramuna did. Yes, that's right. The tiggers. Yes. Um, but there you go. He was a man who knew how to laugh at the absurdities of European institutions without saying, we must get out of them. He was good, wasn't he? He was good. Wogan. God yeah. bless. God, God bless. bless. So he died January the 31st, uh, 2016. So what What? What are your plans for 11 o'clock? You'll be asleep, I guess. I'm going to watch... <clears throat> my plans... Well, a Deadwater Fell will be enjoyed from 9 till 10. Mm-hmm. No television news will be encountered... 
I don't think it's going to be. The phone will deal. be. My phone will be off. Yeah. Uh, I won't be looking at, um, at, at any digital news. No. Um, Much like listeners, this part because they come here for the news. Well, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think the great wines of Europe will be enjoyed, and then um, and then an early bed. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be at Jack off the Beanstalk. <laughs> I cannot believe this. <laughs> Shall we talk about Steve Baker? Should we talk about Steve Baker? Because I think that's a good seg, isn't it, well, from what it... you will be doing? Because, of course, there is... We don't know quite what form it's going to take or how many people will be there, but there are going to be people in Parliament Square Yes. Um, this think... evening, or they were, if you're listening post. I think he, he is... isn't going to be there. Well, I think there is... I think there's an element... I mean, Steve Baker, for those who are confused or have tried to wipe all images of Steve Baker from the memory banks. Steve Baker is the chairman of the ERG, he's bespectacled, uh, he's got dark hair, he's a slim guy, he's, would you describe him as permanently smug looking, Steve Baker? He's a keen parachutist, isn't he? Is uh, these are all the things that I know about right. Steve Baker. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I just I'd never heard of him before Brexit, frankly, and then he was mildly annoying. And he throughout. was and he was very much in the let's get it done, yeah. will of the people, yeah. all of that camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's he, been Brexit of the week on numerous occasions. He has been Brexit of the week on numerous occasions. Credit where it is due. Yes, he tweeted on Wednesday. On Friday, I will speak at two con- conservative events. I will not be at Parliament Square. Bearing in mind our need to unite this country when many people feel great sorrow about leaving the EU, I am encouraging magnum, uh, yeah, magnanimity. I with that word. Magnanimity. Magnanimity. Nearly. Magnanimity. Magnanimity. Magnanimous. Magnanimous, yes. Magnanimity. Magnanimity. I think that's uh, I'll be encouraging magnanimity or whatever <laughs> it is. Will I ever get this right? Um, I ain't said, cutting this out. He said it's time for big hearts. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, fair, fair play. And I think credit where it's due. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is that is quite nice. Uh, and what? And I imagine the, his followers on Twitter were of a similar mind. Well, they just got completely behind his message. All yes, the Brexiteers. Yes. Oh, uh, good, Peter Jeffries. Yeah. Who. Uh, is a member of the Brexit Party from the Isle of Wight. But that's all right because he, he's going to be a mag, 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 magnanimity. He he endorsed this. Yeah. He said, "Show some backbone." Oh. Brexiteers have been put through hell for four years. Hell, with <laughs> hell. we've been called every vile name going, and you ask <laughs> us to be mag, magnanimous. I will be enjoying the moment, and rightly so. No more idiot with a microphone. No more Subri and Adonis. <laughs> Uh, Andy Shepherd. <laughs> Who's the idiot with a microphone? Andy Shepherd. Well, I presume it's Steve Bray, isn't it? The megaphone. Oh, I see. <laughs> Andy Shepherd said, "Where were the big hearts over the last three years? I'll tell you where. Dedicated to ripping Brexiteers' hearts out." That's... <laughs> I, I must have missed that. Did we? Did we actually do that? Uh, Brexit Act Brexit Guard. Uh, he said. Uh, Brexit is worth celebrating. If that offends the bitter remainers, good. Uh, they have shown they should have shown humility in defeat, but no. Uh, uh, who's this one? SDD. That's what? Uh, oh no, he said. Um, He's saying rude. He, he said he said something very rude. Rude. Uh, yes. Um, uh, Martin Nichols said, yeah. uh, "Ramonas are going to get everything they deserve, including laughing in their faces." 
the great unwoke at Twantish, who is actually very Twantish, said the open sedition perpetrated by many of the Remain persuasion will not be forgiven or forgotten. Right. Uh, it is now for it is for them now to seek rehabilitation through contrition. Right. So all the Rehab you out there, for if you can, if you can ask. I would seek contrition. <clears throat> I, you can talk to at Twantish on Twitter, and I'm sure he will uh, he will uh, show you the Are way. Are you to suggesting go. A, a Twitter pylon? I am not suggesting a Twitter pylon. No, no, don't do that. No, don't do that at all. Um, um, there you go. Uh, what was this? I like this one. A couple of re- a couple of remainers wrote saying, uh, uh, "Well, here's one. Uh, here's one from uh, Beanie One." Uh, Steve, but I, for one, think this is nice of you. It doesn't undo things. It doesn't change how I feel about Brexit, but at least it is an acknowledgement, the only one I've seen from a Tory, that many people are upset and happy. And I did see Boris Johnson, just before we started recording this, saying he wanted things to be low-key and respectful. Yeah. Um, I've got a little bit of common sense. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure to... Nigel Farage will... We'll take that up. And well, Nigel Farage, of course, uh, he's just unveiled, just had a portrait unveiled of himself, he has, hasn't he? Yeah, Un- unveiled by a leading <laughs> art critic. <laughs> yes. Will I mean, what's he called? Will Gumpus. If you can't Not get, him. I mean, now Brian Sewell has gone. <laughs> Brian Sewell, yeah, and the old, oh, love Brian and the old Sewell. toothy nun who. Uh, oh God, uh, what was she called? Sister Wendy. Sister she Wendy. She's got teeth like mine. She's brilliant. Uh, oh, by the way. Um, your pal's got a travelling exhibition coming to come into our parts. Who's that? Uh, p- pottery, ceramics. Oh, Grayson. Grayson, Grayson yeah. Perry, very good. Yeah. I do like Grayson Perry very, very much. Uh, yeah, so um, so that's it. So, um, Nigel Farage, then, do you think he will be respectful? I imagine he'll probably take his portrait, which was unveiled by great art critic oh, Jim sorry, Davison. Oh, sorry, it was Jim Davison, yes. yeah. Yeah, pot the reds in. Yes, Screw absolutely. Back, fill the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Yeah. Snooker loopy. Nuts are we. Yeah. Might want to get rid of a few of those colours. <laughs> What's wrong with the white? What's wrong with potting the white? Pot the white in. Screw back for the white, 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 white and white. And white. Yeah. <laughs> hey? <laughs> yeah, bizarrely. Christmas in our own country, mate, I think you'll find. <laughs> bizarrely. Uh, Jim Davison um, unveiled the portrait of Nigel Farage for reasons of which I am unaware. But he, he did. did. And, and we don't think much of the painting, do we? Do you think that's just because the subject matter was a difficult one? Well, you just go, I don't want to, oh. I don't want to, this bloke sitting in front of me. Well, especially, have you seen it though? On. But he, he, he's posed, I have to tell you, listen, it's, it's a naked portrait. It is, yeah. And he's lying face down and the moon is shining through on a his, window on his buttocks. onto his derriere. On his buttocks. Talking yeah. of Nigel Farage's buttocks. Yes. <laughs> you know when they... <laughs> oh boy, his buttocks. Well, you know last week we were talking about how they banned them from bringing their little British flags in and yes. having them on their desks. Yes, yes. But then, on the yeah, last day of the EU Parliament, mm. they all sort of emerged with British flags, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was wondering how they smuggled them in. Do you think they did it like <laughs> people do mobile phones into jail? Do you know what I thought looking at looking Because at that's, that would be handy, wouldn't it, with the stick? Well, you could just, you could easily, I mean, I, I could certainly wave a flag in from my buttocks. But that would be, that would be a real, it'd be an easy way of smuggling them in. You'd be yeah, walking a bit fine. funny, wouldn't you? No, you'd be fine. And Whittaker might have needed assistance to remove it. <laughs> what? But, um... <laughs> this, what, who's that song, Flagpole Sitter? Who sings that? <laughs> 
That's a great song, that. But that would be it. Well, um, uh, well, okay. So, the, well, well, I think we can just take it that that's how they did it. So, the so the Brexity yeah. MEP smuggled, smuggled Union Jacks in between in their, their buttocks. In, well, in their rectums, yeah. In their in their all of it. So, did they wind the flag up? Yes, they did. Yeah. Put it in their that's anal what cavity. They did, yeah. And then whip it out that's and wave what, it around. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't I, know who was in charge of putting it up there. Maybe Martin Daubney. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do this. <laughs> Maybe. And then Richard Tice got to whip them out <laughs> like that. It's an important It's very job. possible. It's an important job. It is an important job. Um, well, so they waved them, and it—I de- mean—didn't go down too well, did it? With the um, with the with the rest of the people in the chamber, I it think didn't. Was it Mairead McGuinness who told Mairead to McGuinness? She turned. Well, he was in the middle of one of these rambling, stupid speeches that he makes about well, we'll take back control and all that kind of nonsense, and she just turned his microphone off. Yes, which is great. And she told him. Um, she said. Uh, the, Please sit down, resume your seats, put your flags away, and take them with you if you're leaving now. Well, they, they, I think I don't think they wanted to take them, and they did. And there was a, they, they were singing <laughs> after where they'd been, <laughs> and they sang. Uh, but the, but the Remainers uh, sang Old Lang Syne. They did. It was really lovely. All that seems to happen, as far as I can tell, in the EU Parliament, is um, singing and flag waving from our lot. That's right, yeah. Um, Leave or in, man. Don't know. Uh, it was interesting, wasn't it? That oh, they, I'm just looking singing... at a picture of these flags. I mean, they... <laughs> they've got little, they've got little stands. Yeah. I mean, that must have really stung quite a bit. <laughs> they've got little round like disc stands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ooh. But you know, that was on the bottom, so mate, that was that was what maybe Ticey grabbed hold of. Well. Uh, Perfect, because it would stop it getting lost. Yes, exactly. It's yeah, actually you don't useful. That, you? So they didn't put the stand right. Okay, I'm no, following. No, no, following. no, no, no. no. Um, so yes, yeah, so do so you know what Nigel did after so that? After he left happened. the chamber, do you know what he did? Uh, did he go for a pint? He had a beer. Oh, he he's, had a beer. I'm joking. Yeah, of course he, he did. Got, he had a pint and he put his little flag in his top pocket. Yes, he did. Um, uh, people. Yes, think, I saw that. What's that awful smell, Nigel? Strange smell. Um, smell. And and he said that. Did you see that awful press conference that he gave? He said, uh, "Being an MEP had given gave me the chance of endless dinner invitations, chauffeur-driven cars, and more money than some could dream of." He then he also then said that most of the institutions of the EU would be gone within ten years. Mm. If you want, if he wants to bet, I don't know. What should we bet him? Does he look like a betting man, Nigel? Nigel Farage? Well, he looks so. like a frog. Yeah. But, it, yes, I would imagine he is a betting man. What yeah, should we bet him? 100 quid? Uh, well, that would be, be worth, like, 13p, won't it, in yeah. 10 years? I, I, I think we should bet him something other than money. I think we should bet... I, 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 I will hang the naked buttock portrait... Of Nigel Farage. And, and I... And we're, well, we're both art lovers, actually, aren't we? Yes. We're both fans of art. So yes, I will were. hang that. We will hang it... Month on month off in our in our yes. houses for a year. Yes. How about that? And if he and if we win, he's got to hang a naked picture of me ordering a baby sham. Yes, excellent. How about that, that Nigel? You up for it? I think he's. You've got his phone number, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I speak to him. We yeah. could do it. Yeah, we could. We could. We could, we could send him that offer. Um, I don't want his. I don't want that flag included. In no, it's fine, Nigel. That. You keep you, keep, keep. you you need your own little memento. You keep that. This incredible you occasion. Put that in the museum <laughs> of Brexit. Uh, and yes he he then said they said what are you going to be doing now and he said I'm going to go all over Europe 
trying to get other countries out of the EU, and I bet that is, I mean, they're going to absolutely love that, aren't they? God. A, you know, First stop. Nicotine stained English frog man. With a poo flag in his top pocket. Complaining that there's, <laughs> is, there, well, is there any bitter in this country? All of this. Sausage. Egg, chips, and beans. Exactly, and he's <laughs> and he's, he said he said Italy, Denmark, and Poland are the three countries that he's targeting that are going to leave the EU right. next. Dexit, uh, exit, I've got the e- exit. I've got the results of Pexit. the last polls in each of those countries. Oh, good, there. right, 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 uh, right. Yeah, I'm sure he's pushing at an open door. Um, in Italy, the last poll was 25 percent leave, 62 percent remain. Right, right, right. Uh, in Denmark, it was 22 interesting maths leave. there from the Italians. Well, there's, there's a don't, <laughs> they have a history a, of that, haven't they? There's a don't know uh, involved in all of these. Denmark was 22 percent leave and 66 percent remain. Right, and Poland was 28 percent leave and 63 percent remain. So they all sound like they're on the cusp. Easy. All it needs, the tipping point, <laughs> will be when Mr. Toad from Toad Hall turns up. Uh, and, uh, yes. So there you go. Perfect. I mean, look, I think Nigel, Nigel, to wrap up the news, Nigel would say, what have the EU ever done for us, though, Steve? What have they ever done for us, well, the EU? Could, what would you say back to him? Well, I would say, well, as they say, it brought peace. In, as they say in the life of Brown, well, we're talking poor old Terry Jones. What a, yeah, you know what a great comedy figure he was, and didn't go Brexity like no. Oh, uh, some like things some in life are, are sad, but you know the, the EU has actually brought peace, hasn't it? Well, it won the Nobel Peace Prize. It did win the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, what are the other achievements of the EU in our glorious forty-seven years? Forty-seven years in one month, isn't it? Uh, did we join on the? Oh yes, we did. We joined on the first. We officially joined on the first of January. So it's been forty-seven years in one month. There has not been in all of that time. There's not been an armed conflict between member states of the EU. Correct. Which is remarkable. The countries that have come out of the Soviet Union have, you know, yes, that is a massive achievement. Emerged into safety. That is incredible. The 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 Balkans. Uh, is you know was clearly destabilized, yep. but has yep. you know <clears throat> become peaceful. You cannot underestimate the stuff about clean air, clean beaches, and then there's all of the human rights, the basic human rights, isn't foreign it? aid, foreign aid. Yes, of course, you know for, uh, for, uh, the opening of opportunities to our young people, of which I was one, you yes, were one, to be able to travel f- easier and cheaper. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the end of cheaper the telephone calls. I've got written tele- down here. Yeah, cheaper telephone yeah. calls. The end of the death penalty. Yeah. There's no countries in the EU no. allowed to have the death penalty. Yes, yes. yes. Um, uh, right, the right to equal pay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although some people, Steve, are more equal than others. Indeed, yes. <laughs> this, this is true. And long may it continue uh, to be thus. And the, I mean, the EU Charter of Fundamental Rights, yeah. which I know we talked about before, yeah. but yeah. You, all know, this you stuff, cannot discriminate all on this stuff racial, might be a bit, sexual grounds. You know, it can sound a bit dry and a bit boring. All this stuff, but it has changed people's lives for the better. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I have. I was born in 1980. I have never not lived in a UK that has been close to the EU. Yes. And, I mean, let's not over... You know, come come February the 1st or come the 1st of January next year if we... The time. There's not going to be some massive 
um, change and everything's going to change overnight. But my fear is the slippage towards something that, we, that you know, under a new regime or a different regime, or even, quite frankly, under this regime, yes. if it go, were to go awry, um, the changes away from the stabilising factor of the EU are, are worrying. Some of those things <coughs> will be knocked off, whether we, you know... And don't get me wrong, I'm no, I am honest to God, I am no great fan of the EU. I think it needs reform. Yes. Um, but but smashing smashing up our our involvement in it is not the way to reform. I've said this a million times. Well, I mean, I know we've and I know we've said this before. I mean, we should mention the, the creation of the single market. Yeah, huge. An incredible thing that I was looking at the other day. I can't remember where I saw this now, but it's true. How many th- how many forms and stamps do you think a lorry needed before we were in the single market oh, to, tra- wow. to travel from the UK to Italy? I don't know. 70. Jesus Christ. 70. Good grief. So. And how many now? Hmm. Is it none? Yeah. And you know, we should, of course, you know, alright, you touched on it before, but the, the, the idea of free movement, which is, which clearly has brought us to this <coughs> past, hasn't it? Mm. Uh, free movement, the migrant crisis, the the you know rise of Islamic terrorism has yeah, all played yeah, a part yeah. um, in in bringing us to this. But but that is a truly noble aim, um, and uh, and it shouldn't that should not be forgotten. Well, on that note, oh, I've got a letter by the way that I want to read out. Oh, what now? Yeah, I think so. Well, go on, then. Because it's a letter from a guy called Alan Drake. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if he sent this to you as well. And he was—he's uh, been reacting to this idea that everybody must take down their oh, EU flags. Now. Oh, well, I tell you what. Look, we, let's let's start Brexiteer of the week with the Daily Express, and then we can listen to his letter. Yes. Okay. Brexiteer of the week. Welcome back, Steve. Read that letter and tell us about the EU flags. So the first of our Brexiteers of the week is yeah. the Daily Express. Yeah, deservedly the Brexiteer, so. Brexiteer um, House Journal. They've been leading a, uh, a campaign to make it illegal <clears throat> to fly flags from public I mean, buildings. Firstly, are they serious? Yes. Are they serious? This is an absolute nonsense. Yes. So is it also illegal to fly um, a, a, a Jamaican flag? Yes. Is it illegal to fly... You know, so I mean, they... What? They want to foil a plot from Remainers uh, to fly EU flags from public buildings. In fact, they even had a poll about this. Did you see? Uh, Sixteen thousand people. Well, I think they should do with their poll. joined in their poll on Express. Totally well. Same there? thing, Nigel Farage did with, with, with his flag. Daubney. <laughs> I'm bending over now. Uh, oh yes, sir. And insert. <laughs> Not too far. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes, and uh, amazingly, of all of the people that visited the express.co.uk website to read about how yeah. Brexit is fantastic and yeah. the moaners are terrible, 84% yeah. said it should be made illegal. What? It should be made illegal. What Thank you to the 16%. Are we living in that people think we should be banning flags? Uh, any description? One commenter, and this bloke has nailed it. This is a this is an opinion that I've never heard before. Go on. One commenter on express.co.uk said, isn't it a bit pathetic? The Ramona's lost and they need to get over it. <laughs> Sir, 
my hat is off to you. You uh, found a fresh take, uh, uh, fresh hell. Anyway, uh, Alan Drake, yes, our friend, podcast listener. Hello, yeah. Alan. Uh, hi, Alan. Uh, Alan with a U. Mm-hmm. So he's presumably Welsh. A, a Welsh man. Hello, Alan. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Oh, My accents are legendary. Oh, Alan, I'm I can sorry. do any. Give me an accent, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> no, let's let's not. Only from uh, UK region. Can you do uh, Nigel Farage's accent? <clears throat> Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't expecting that he one. He wasn't expecting that one. Can you do Mark Francois? <laughs> uh, uh, imagine his little. Imagine his little face. I don't know if he no, talks like I that. I can't remember the way he talks. But like. imagine his little face yeah. on Brexit night. Oh, always going to be so going to be crying, isn't he? Yeah. I wonder if they, I wonder if Boris took that guy up who wanted to for five hundred quid. Oh, with sledgehammer and sledgehammer Big Ben. He said you could then, as long as his travel expenses were. He wanted five hundred quid and travel expenses, and then I'll go up there myself, <laughs> and you that. can sell the sledgehammer later. You can auction it <laughs> yeah. for Chazza. Thanks, mate. Anyway, Alan Evans said, uh, many Brexiteers seem to think there is something called the EU flag, including mm, the Daily mm, Express. Mm, mm. In fact, there is only the European flag. Yeah, yeah in fact, it, I, just now, Alan, I, I called it the EU flag. Yes, yes. It was designed by the Council of Europe in 1955, shared much later with the EU in 1986. Uh, the Council for Europe is a, a human rights and democracy organisation mm-hmm. based in Strasbourg out of which came the European Court of Human Rights. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since the the UK is not leaving the Council of Europe on the 31st of January, the UK government, UK citizens have got every right to continue to fly the European flag, or indeed flag the European flies, which is what I was going to say before. (laughs) Uh, So go for it. I have a special interest in telling you all this, because when I arrived for work at the Council back in 1996, sorry, Alan, I discovered all the original designs for the European flag in a cardboard box in my office cupboard because the competition to find a flag for Europe was organised by my department. Isn't that nice? That is nice. So there you go. So So it's the European flag, not the EU flag, which which we have said the EU flag before. We have, yeah, yeah, yeah. European Uh, flag, yeah. And we can continue. Because, do you know what? We are actually still Europeans. We are still Europeans. And that is something to be pleased about. Yes, we are. Now let's talk about some other Brexiteers of the week and let's do it let's do it reasonably quickly. Okay, quick. Uh, lest we actually you know, the bongs could be going off by the time <laughs> I get to the rest of this. Jacob Rees Mogg. Yeah. You know he's very Victorian. Do you know that thing called laudanum that they used to drink? It was yes, like a tincture yeah, of opium. Yeah. I yes. wonder whether he's been on this because he he wrote a, a column in the Mail on Sunday. Yeah. And I th- maybe he'd been on the tincture of laudanum. Maybe he'd been reading Will Self's column in the New right, European right, because yeah. it had in it, it said, the British people have set the scene for the biggest restoration of vitality and viridity right. to our hmm. land in generations. This will be a government acutely attuned to the will of the people for that is the sine qua non uh, of our departure, right? It's Latin. Our auriferous prime minister is, is bringing in a new era of revitalisation to our nation. Right, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, he's bringing in a new era of revitalisation to, to our the, nation. That sounds, sounds like sounds like Chuck D. It sounds a bit like something like musical youth might have uh, <laughs> might have done. Uh, the trail we have blazed in the past will continue to fulgurate into the future. Right, uh, viridity. Mm. Do you know what that is? 
viridity. He said the biggest restoration of vitality and viridity, viridity to our land in. I feel like it should be like um, Vim. Well, it's it's V I R, isn't it? So it's it's related to green, the state of being, the state of being green, virile. But but it also means naive innocence. Oh right. So he wants Britain to go back to a time of Aww. naive innocence. Well, I would like yeah, that nice. as well. Yeah, it'd be yeah. nice. Yeah. Put your child up the chimney. <laughs> yeah. We're all into naive innocence now. Uh, and uh, sine qua non, mm. which is Latin, yeah. as you said. I was into Latin homework. That I? is, do you know what that <clears throat> is? Nope. I, it's, I always thought it was something that defined something like Jacob Rees-Mogg. Well, you're, sneaky, you're sneaky posh though, aren't you? Is Did this, you do Latin at school? No, I didn't do oh, Latin, okay. no. But there was, you could do Latin. You're a sneaky posh, you are. You could do Latin, <laughs> but I did not do it. Uh, and then I would have known it's it's a thing that is absolutely necessary in, in indispensable ingredient of something. Ah, right. So you could say J- Jacob like Reece, fish in fish fingers. Jacob Rees-Mogg is the sine qua non of British pomposity. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what was the other one? Um, he said, "Oh yes." Uh, he said, "Our auriferous prime minister." A U R I. So is that something to do with flagpoles again? It's related to gold, <laughs> isn't it? A U. Yeah. Auriferous, so our golden prime minister, and then the one that I didn't know—I know—the one that I didn't know, the one with the golden gun, was uh, yes, he's the man with the golden, the man with the golden bomb, uh, was fulgurate. The trail we have blazed in the past will continue to fulgurate into the future, and that means to flash like lightning. Oh, and the example given on Google is the cut glass chandeliers fulgurated. Which I imagine he... Or what about the the porrit? Fulgurated? Yeah. As he skipped to collect his pint of baby sham. Well, exactly. In the purge hour. And he would say, how was breakfast this morning, Master Jacob? And he would say, oh, it was splendid, Nanny. The 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 cut glass chandeliers fulgurated (laughs) as I tucked into my Weetabix. Anyway, let's leave him behind. Um, Kevin Peterson. Oh, KP. Seen Kevin Peterson. He's been on Twitter. Getting sick and tired of the crybabies on a daily basis are mm. hammering Boris Johnson. Oh. He is your Prime Minister. Oh. Keep it zipped. Mm. They're, the, yeah. same, <laughs> yeah, they're the same as the clowns in the US who hammer Trump. It's so boring. The election happened and they won. Spend your energy being positive about something else instead of polluting Twitter. Yeah. And that's good because Kevin yeah. Peterson does have a proud history of supporting people who are in authority, doesn't he? Yeah. He would never <laughs> dissent, would he? Never. Uh, never. A man called at uh, on Twitter called Craig mm. at Craig for Brexit. Right, Craig for Brexit. Uh, yeah. I've become a fan of his. Yeah, I'm so sick of Ramona's saying, "Give me one tangible benefit of Brexit." I don't need to give you anything. <laughs> I don't need to explain myself to you losers. I don't care about tangible effing benefits. F tangible benefits. <laughs> Seriously, f them. F them. We won and you lost. Now pee off. <laughs> Uh, did he use the full words? He did use the full words. Oh, and he, a later tweet of, uh, I have become a fan of Craig's. Two world wars, one World Cup, one mighty Brexit. This is what we have achieved in just one century. I've never been so proud. It's, to be fair, Craig, for Brexit, it's a century in four years. I've never been so proud to be British, the best country on the planet. Yeah. Do you, will, will, will England football, you almost start saying that. <laughs> Two, Two world wars, wars one World Cup, 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 Brexit. Cup, Brexit. Nah. <laughs> Uh, Louis de Bernier. Ah, yes. Do you, oui. know, do you know who he is? Oh, we. Oui. Do you know what, what book he wrote? 
Uh, did he? Yes, he. Uh, little. Um, oh, uh, little god. Little little uh, Captain Rilly's mandolin. He did. <laughs> I was thinking. What was I thinking of? Vernon God Little. Yes, I was. Yeah. Who wrote that? Uh, DB. Yes, that's it. Captain Morelli and his mandolin. Captain Corelli's mandolin. Captain Corelli. Uh, Captain Corelli is his mandolin. Not his mandarin. Uh, Captain C- Captain Corelli's man- mandarin. Yes, he had a, it's about a big orange. <laughs> no, it's about a white official. <laughs> Just him, him chatting about like uh, you're a tight gone mad. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the section where we don't do any rambling, isn't it? Yeah. It's good. Supposedly. Louis de Bernier, uh, commissioned by the Financial Times, he, for an, uh, he wrote an article why I believe in Brexit. Oh. And the best-selling author of Captain Corelli's Mandolin told readers of the Financial Times, there is an area of Ipswich where there seems to be nobody but Eastern Europeans hanging around, (laughs) smoking in little knots. What? Why did did he go to Ipswich? To many locals, it looks threatening, even if it isn't. Well, it isn't, I can tell you. Well, that's a good enough reason to turn our uh, backs on the most successful trading block in the world, isn't it? Yeah, well, I I spent... There's a group of people in Ipswich who just smoke all the time. I spend a day a week in Ipswich. Even though they're not that threatening. I spend a day a week in Ipswich, and uh, that is not uh, representative of what I see there. He also said, uh, we are an important trading partner. If Ireland were being strictly rational, it would also leave the EU Mm. and opt for an Anglo-Irish economic zone. Mm. And, of course, that makes perfect sense, because 13% of Ireland's exports go to the EU. That's massive, isn't it, compared to the tiny 33%. That go to the the, uh, the the rest of the EU. So yeah, I think you got that mixed up. You oh, sorry, it's thirteen to the UK. It's thirteen yeah, to the UK yeah, and thirty three yeah. percent to the EU. I'd just like to clarify that it's not my hobby to hang around in Ipswich. I'm there on work purposes. Yes, uh, Andrew Rossindor. Yes, MP for Romford. Is he's, he he is Gavin Rossdale's dad? He's not. <laughs> he is predicting that huge numbers will come. Yeah. To his Brexit night party. Oh, I'm sure. Which is held at his offices in Romford, which are called <laughs> Margaret Thatcher House. Of course. It is actually just a house. Is it? That they've written Margaret uh, Thatcher House yeah. on. Uh, he says, I will be celebrating with style, in style with a great British buffet with food from around the UK and English sparkling wine, nothing French or German. Mm. Did you um, see that um, picture of the pub on its, on its blackboard? It said... Brexit yeah. party, English food and music, Sausage Oasis, Blur, The Beatles, Kylie. It did. It was absolutely <laughs> wonderful. What a night that is going to uh, be. He said, no French and German wine, no, no French and German food. No. They said, are you really just going to drink just English sparkling wine? And he said, I think there'll be some Commonwealth wine in there, basically. So I think there'll be one bottle of English Cava, won't there? Ugh. 20 quid, yeah. and then... Uh, well, something a bit nice, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'd just prefer champagne, you know. I'd, I mean, that's all I drink. Yes, well, well we are champagne sh- socialists. Baby champagne, I mean, you know. Yes. Baby champagne um, socialist. Andrew Rossendale, I, I had heard his name before, and in November the 20, 2016... He demanded that the BBC should play God Save the Queen at the end of each night's well, broadcast. Well, they used to. Uh, as used to happen, at closed down. Yeah, did. Uh, remember, until 1997. Yeah, I remember. And he, he put in an early day motion for this. And a BBC spokesman said at the time, we are aware of Mr Rossendall's interest in this issue as he has made the same request in seven previous early day motions. We no longer play the national anthem on a daily basis on BBC One because BBC One does not close down in the evening. But they do play on Radio 4 still, I believe, don't they, at the, end, at the close of play? 
Yes, I think they do. And then yeah. it goes to the World Service. And then it goes to the World Service, yeah. yes. yes. Uh, right. But the Brexiteer, the Brexiteer of the Week is Dominic Frisby. Ah. Do you know who Dominic Frisby is? Well, I didn't, but we did have a... a we, had a pre, we, have, we have a very... Um, as you can tell by listening to this pod, we have a pre-planning meeting. Yes. And you did mention him. Uh, he is a financial analyst. Yeah. Uh, and like most financial analysts, in his spare time, he's a pro-Brexit comedian. Obviously. He was going to stand for the Brexit party at the general election. He withdrew for personal reasons. All right, right. Uh, is it his real name, Frisbee? It is his, I think it is his real name. Is it really? He was so enraged right. by the idea that Ode to Joy would get in the charts, and mm. it is currently, I think it's going to be in the charts at about number 25, right, I think. Right, right, right. But it, the charts, I'm told by a young person, Yes, are heavily weighted still to physical media. So if you actually go out and buy a physical copy of something, yeah. it counts for it counts for more, much, it, much, than a much, much more than a download. Yeah, yeah. So even though you've been seeing Ode to Joy leading the download charts, it's yeah. still when the charts come out on Friday, it's still going to be Dua Lipa. Listen, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. Or um, t- FKA Twigs. Or I love him. Yeah. Or no, you know FKA Twigs. I know that's a Stuart Lee joke. That. And um, or um, or um, Edward Shear Sheeran, Edward Sheerhan, or um, Pitbull. Oh, I love Pitbull. <laughs> I do like Pitbull. Uh, Shakira, Shakira. Hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. I like Nigel Farage. <laughs> tell, tell me about that was Mr. the B side. Tell me about Frisbee. Uh, Dominic Frisbee. So he was so outraged by this idea that um, Ota Joy might be, get to number one in the charts that he re-released his, a song. Uh, which he released last year, and it is called 17 Million F-Offs. Right. Uh, in an attempt to beat Ode to Joy, to be number one. Is it, is it actually just 17 million, him saying F-Off 17 million times? No, it's not. Because I think I've, the Super Furry Animals currently hold the record for most F-words I've in got, a charting uh, single for Man Don't Give a F. Yes, of which course. Which is an excellent song. Which is an excellent song. Download which repeats the, the... Don't Give a... Anybody else? Which of course is, is on a single. which of course is lifted from the superior song by the superior band uh, Showbiz Kids by Steely Dan. Yeah, but uh, and but on the cover it had that f- uh, Gavin Friday. Yeah, the football. Not Gavin Friday, Robin Friday. That's it, Gavin yeah. Friday yeah, was yeah, in Virgin yeah. Prunes. Robin yeah. Friday was a footballer giving the the V side. Yeah. Uh, cult footballer. We should do a pod about culty oh, things. Cult things. That would be interesting, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, so Dominic Frisbee's song contains the lyrics, it was the greatest democratic turnout in British history, I do not scoff. Oh. And now he scans that. Oh. And when the time came to speak, the British said, F off. Mm. Uh, it calls Femi a weirdo. It says Anna Subri is not a Nazi. Uh, it says Hillary Ben. Hillary's a girl's name. What's that? So, what's that all about? Nice. And it says Lord Adonis. Who, this one's called Frisbee. Who's yeah? Who the f is he anyway? Lord Adonis. <laughs> who put the f who in the Frisbee? F is he anyway? I mean, who says? Who says that left wing have got all the good comedians? Absolutely. Uh, but as we come to our darkest hour since. Our actual darkest Which hour. We shouldn't compare this well, no, to that. No. But as we come, all right. As we come to the saddest time for for you, at for least me, in our memory, yes. and for all the snowflakes listening at home, yeah. the saddest time since twenty third of June, twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, isn't it? Some doesn't it say something that while we are trying to get Ode to Joy, this wonderful, uplifting, optimistic piece of music, which signifies unity and togetherness mm. of peoples. We're trying to get that to number one. 
and the Brexiteers are telling people that they don't agree with to F off. Yes, I, I particularly like Ud to join Dunn on a bagpipe. Oh, on a little bagpipe. And if you do too, listener, hang around till the end. Yes. <laughs> For something that's not a surprise. In the meantime, we're not going away. No, God no. There'll be more of this podcast, there'll be more of the print God edition no. of the U- New European. You Go are out listening and buying. and buying and reading New European products in ever larger numbers. So yes. we know that you want us and we will hang around. We will carry on the fight. In fact, it starts proper right now. The real Ooh. fight starts here. Ooh. That sounds great. Bring it <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, I'm a right fighter as well. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Norwich, where are your fighters? You can't, you can't see this, but I'm rubbing my hands like Corbyn <laughs> did in that video. Yeah. Right, let's go to work. We only <laughs> lost that election narrowly. Let's go and lose another one worse. Yeah, so nothing to do uh, with Corbyn or to do Brexit, by the way. We well, didn't even talk about Richard, that. are you tough enough to stop Brexit? <laughs> well, clearly not. Yeah. Well, but the I'm... correct answer is, hell yes, I'm tussing us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, like Ed Miliband. What there should is the a... listener do? Do you, know there's, do you know that there's been a series of programmes on this week, by the way, called Are We Tough Enough? And it's about whether people are, in Britain are resilient enough. What, and, so it's cope with and it's are we are we tough enough? No, it's just are we oh, are, are people today tough enough to, yeah. to cope with the you know the the snowflake so called snowflake generation? Yeah, yeah. And all of they all they needed was Ed Miliband to just yeah. come on and say, hell yes. hell yes, they're tough. Or no, they're not tussing us. No, no they're not tussing us. Yes, they are tussing us. Anyway, you can join the New European Facebook Readers Group. Do it. Uh, you can go to Twitter. Do it. You can follow me at Sanglesey S A N G L E S E Y. Do it. You can follow you at Porrit. P-O-R-R-I-T-T. You can follow the New European at the New European. And you can... Uh, leave us great reviews. That means a, means a lot, a lot, a lot. So leave us great reviews. Yes, and check out the other podcasts on the Tremendous Archant Podcast Network. Do. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us. If you haven't already, go out and get the printed product. It is £3. It is in all good news agents right now. We will be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, pick up and indeed play your bagpipes. Here you Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.